the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. Hello, friends. If you are thinking about divorce, there's much you need to know. So we're continuing a season of replaying select shows that will provide you important information about just that, what you need to know about divorce. Make sure to tune in each week to hear about everything from finances, real estate, the law, recovery, divorce coaching, special needs, blended families, finding hope to moving forward, and more. I pray they will serve you and support you. God bless. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life. But it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Well, friends, hello, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, welcome back. I am so glad you all are joining us today, and you will be too. Hang on, and you'll find out why. Each week, I like to make sure to remind you that uh, this show is for anyone and everyone considering divorce in the midst of it and coming out of it. And also, the reason I say anyone and everyone is friends and family of those divorcing because it can be an overwhelming life event for absolutely everyone involved. And I also like to remind you that we're not here to coach you to get a divorce. I know the name of the show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, might be a little confusing, but in fact, what we're here to do is walk the path with you as you're making decisions and choices along this path. And so we we bring attorneys on the show, but we also don't give you legal advice We bring psychologists and counselors on the show, and they will give you the mental health advice. I'm just here as your host, learning along with you with our great and wonderful guests. And matter of fact, my guests and I are here to help you make those better decisions in this time and beyond, to provide you information and resources, to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst, and folks, to give you hope. If you've been following along in the current series, you know that we're focusing on the back-to-school season. We thought it was the perfect opportunity to have a conversation about you and your children and divorce in this time. And to catch you up, what we're talking about in this series specifically are the critical considerations for you and your children when it comes to mom's house 
and dad's house amid divorce. And also when that includes school days, they might feel like days, as in spelled D-A-Z-E, but hopefully we will help that a little bit. We discussed real estate, then legal aspects, and now we turn our focus to mental health. And uh, if you want a helpful reminder about this series, head on over to our Facebook page at the Divorce Coaching Hour. Follow the page and you can find the post featuring the flyer. Or you can find it on my Instagram page at Coach Christy Stratton. And hey, if you know someone who might benefit from hearing the series, please share the flyer, share what you've learned about the show, share the links to the podcast, etc. Folks. I am so excited. You probably hear it in my voice for this episode. Tom Stevens is here with us in person. Tom is a licensed professional counselor and a registered play therapist. Tom has joined us before when we've discussed children and divorce, and he's back with us again, but this time here with us in person. When he joined us before, you might recall me mentioning that he specializes in working with children and their families. Did you catch that? Children and their families, not families and their children. He advocates for the child. And I think that's awesome as I do Tom. I think Tom is so awesome. So Tom, welcome to the studio and welcome back to the show. Oh, it's good to be here in person to finally meet you and to talk about children. Yes. I know. How crazy is it? We were connected by our friend Scott Peacock, another Mm -hmm. uh, therapist. And you were so kind to uh, talk with me about children. I don't know, one, two, three, five shows last That's year. Right. Uh, very important aspect of divorce. Um, and so willing to come back on. I know you are. You have a very busy practice uh, working with children and their families. So I want to just really understand that. Why do you make that distinction, children first and their families, whereas I would suggest or think possibly many uh, counselors, therapists, psychologists, whatever, work with families and their children. That's the difference here. And that's why it's so unique and important is the specialty of working with children. Jill and I, my wife, we've uh, been doing this over 25 years and we've been specially trained in working with children as young as 18 months old, believe it or not. So it's a special credential. It's called being a registered play therapist, but Special training, special supervision, and in part of that training, I think we understand and learn the value of children. They don't have a voice when they're really little. They don't have a vote for sure in the family, but their voice is not heard as much. And so we prioritize children, think they are super important. And just because they're not having brains that are developed like ours, ours doesn't mean they're not still feeling what's going on in the family. So we try to prioritize children. I try to be the voice for children in my office with parents. I tell them, I'm going to speak as if I'm your daughter or your son, so you can really feel what's going on with them. And we work from there rather than from the head about rationally dealing with problems. Wow. Gosh, there's so much in there, but I'm still stuck back on the fact that you work with children as young as 18 months. Yes, can be very sad sometimes, but also very valuable because you don't need to work with children in a counseling setting by using words. Now, most people, a lot of people who come out of graduate school as as counselors don't get the special training, but they might say they work with children and pull out a couple of toys or talk with them with their parents in the room, but... Children need to be prioritized. They need to have their own room. They need to have their own space. And most importantly, their own relationship with a therapist that needs to be their person because 
that's their their safe space outside of the world to be and say and feel and act however they need to and have validity put to that so that they're empowered so they don't grow up carrying the baggage of the past that comes from family let's face it yeah well we don't i listeners you probably are chiming right in it's we know that our family can hit those those proverbial buttons right okay so we're talking about children as young as 18 months and i would as it relates to divorce i would guess many people out there would think oh well a divorce isn't going to affect an 18 month child but taking us really to what we want to be talking about is the critical considerations within divorce for children for you and your children well, there's one right now, right there, I would think, okay, you got to think about your very young children. But in that, Tom, um, I, I think we probably get to some typicals of what typical parents right there. We probably typically don't think we would, a divorce would affect a young, young, young person. But in fact, I'm hearing it potentially can. Yeah, there are so many things parents don't like to hear me say. You know me. I'm a very honest person, so I say exactly what I feel, but I'm doing it in the best interest of the children that I work with or for. Sometimes I don't even see a child, but I work with the parents to walk them through a process. The typical behavior of parents going through divorce, because let's face it, they're not skipping, jumping around, holding hands, doing this divorce. It is not fun. It's not pleasant. And it's contentious. Typically, you're going to see parents who are more self-focused. They have their problems, where they're going to live, how much money they're going to have, what the other person is doing. So they tend to get very consumed with themselves and what they need more than what the child needs. And and usually that's where they end up using children as weapons. And so children end up being the one, they're either a confidant to their parent, they're the ones that they send over to Uh, send a special message to the other parent that's not so nice, (laughs) or to investigate infiltrate. I've had children who've been told to go take pictures and record parents behind the scenes without them knowing it and bring it back to the other parent. It is unbelievable what gets taught to children in a divorce where they should not be in the middle of it. And the last thing I'd say is there's very conditional parenting going on during a divorce process a lot of the time, which means if a parent's really down, frustrated, or angry, they take it out on their children and what they do or give to them. If they're really happy or if they want to be the favorite parent, they will throw them parties, take them out. This is the typical uh, what's said of men of, you know, the weekend dad who takes them to McDonald's and has a great time, but it can be very conditional. Yeah. And wow, as always, um, like, okay, let's just do 20 shows right here and now, but <laughs> that would basically be practicing yes. uh, uh, mental health. We'll, we'll have to, of course, have you back on. Um, but the thing in there that I want to bring about is this show exists that we don't want to be typical. Right. And exactly. and folks out there listening, the whole reason behind the divorce coaching hour. Well, I don't say it's the whole reason, but much of the reason behind divorce coaching hour is that I want to come to you with qualified and credentialed folks who have the expertise in this process to help you with your thinking. But first, your eyes must become eyes wide open. And that's what I do mm-hmm. as a divorce coach, help you look at the entire process so we don't want to be typical. And so, folks, what you've just heard there is some of the typical behaviors, as said by Tom Stevens, our guest uh, this mm-hmm. week on the show, is that we're in a contentious situation. They're self-focused. So, Tom, very quickly, if we're not typical, how do we be atypical when our human nature is to focus on self? 
That's by finding a place to be able to say and do some of these things away from your children. It's okay to have a therapist, a friend, a confidant, or somebody else you talk to about what you're angry or frustrated about. It's great to have a consultant on hand that can walk you through what's healthy and not healthy, but it's prioritizing the children. Remember our old quote from the past, Christy, when we said that I learned in graduate school, big people think (laughs) that little people think like big people think. And that has to be remembered by parents because their brains do not take in this information. Parents need to find other ways to get that stuff out. Yeah, as young as 18 months. And there's so much that we, what what we need to understand, folks, is when we're in the middle of some sort of crisis, our brains are overtaken from the emotional aspect of it. And we do tend to be focused on self because we're self-protecting. But if we can find someone outside of ourselves, you've heard that in this series. You heard it from Amber and Scotty Gifford, Get Beyond Yourself. Craig Haston speaking on the show from a legal aspect, Get Beyond Yourself and Think About the Children. Put your children first in this situation, but also have that objective person like a Tom Stevens, like a Christy Stratton as a coach, um, have to be a little careful. I said the key word, objective. So not necessarily your friend or family member because they can be kind of wanting what they want for you and they really can't be objective. And folks, that's what we're talking about here today, taking the opportunity in this back-to-school time to talk about your kids and to talk about the considerations, the critical considerations for you and your children. And we've established what's typical. We don't want to be typical. We want to be atypical. And as we do that, what we're going to be covering today is really understanding what your children need. And then, parents, what to do and what not to do in this situation. And then Tom's brought a a myriad of just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful resources. And we're going to be uh, stepping into that coming up next. So you guys stay tuned. Tom Stevens is here with us. You guys won't want to miss it. In divorce, real estate is one of the largest assets of the marital estate, and it must be considered carefully. You'll want a specialist in divorce real estate to help you do that. You'll want the Gifford Group to help you uncover the unknowns and make informed decisions throughout the process. The professionals at the Gifford Group will help you get the facts, which will help remove the fear that can run high through the process, and you'll make better decisions. Get the facts and remove the fear. Contact the Gifford Group today at thegiffordgroup.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. You've heard him on the show and gained valuable insight from him. And now get ready for more. I'm so excited that licensed professional counselor Tom Stevens is partnering with us to spread the word that life can get better. Tom and his wife, Jill, have been providing quality mental health for over 25 years. And friends, that's their passion. Search Tom Stevens Counseling on YouTube and Facebook for lots of great video content that will help you and your family. And to schedule an appointment with Tom, visit his website at tomstevens.us. That's tomstevens.us. 
If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit Soberlink.com backslash DCH. Friends, we're back. The Divorce Coaching Hour, and I don't know if you can tell, but I am super excited. Tom Stevens is here with us. And he's in the studio with us today, and he joined us several times last year. Last year, if you're listening to this by podcast, that would have been 2020 during the COVID pandemic situation. And uh, so everything was done via phone. And so I'm just so happy to have people in the studio. You keep hearing me see that, say that now and Tom. Tom is a, he's not just your typical therapist. He uh, focuses on children and their families. And what we're talking about here, friends, are your children and uh, your children as a part of your family and the considerations that you really need to, um, well, that to be, I would be trite by saying this, to consider. Uh, but <laughs> really the things that you need to consider as you are considering, as you are thinking about divorce in the midst of it and coming out of it. And one of those things is Stepping beyond yourself and thinking about your children and how the decisions that you make, how the choices you make affect your children. And what we were talking about in the first segment was that there's a typical human nature way that we go, right? And that way is self-preserving. We're going to make our own decisions because it feels better for us. We may think it's okay for the children, but we really don't understand how it's affecting our kids and folks. It's the kids that this lasts beyond your lifetime for the most part, typically, but we don't want to be that typical person going through divorce. We want to take this as an opportunity, the possibilities within it, and to focus on the kids. But what do we need to know? We need to know what children need, and we may not. They may tell us what they need, but maybe they're trying to you know, make sure you're not mad at them. And so they're going to tell you what you think they, you know, they think you Mm want to hear, right? So I'm not the one to talk about these needs. Tom Stevens is. So Tom, you know, you, when we were preparing for the show, you suggested we really need to understand what children need. And this is, this is the most important part of it. So tell us, what do 
they need. Yeah, getting out of getting the negative out of the way there in the beginning, we can get into the real crux. Children have super needs that have to be met during especially a traumatic or a transitional process like a divorce. Right. And listening a couple of weeks ago, uh, that was interesting to Amber and Scotty, who had mentioned one of the credos I live by, which is you've got to know what you don't know. Mm. And I teach that a lot to people is it's you can become very successful and powerful in what you do if you know what you don't know and you stay in your lane. And I tell parents all the time, that's why successful consultation or help outside from an expert can be helpful to navigate this course. So what children need the most, obviously, in a, a time of flux like a divorce is consistency. They need to know the routine, the schedule, the wake up, the bedtime the meals, the places we go are all the same and they're consistent, that there's not a huge change in bedtime, that there's not just meals on the go all the time, that everything stays as consistent as you can. What goes with that, obviously, is you have to let go of part of your life as a parent. This is a transitional period and it takes slowing down, maybe cutting some things out, not filling the schedule so much, having as much downtime as you can so that the children can feel family. They need compassion from their parents. They need moms and dads who understand, look, y'all didn't make this choice, but you're having to live with it. And I want parents to understand that. They did not make this choice, but they're stuck with it and they're trying to make the best of it. So a couple places I want to go, and one of the things I've been trying to establish in this series is that oftentimes when we come to divorce, we're so stuck in that emotional brain that we we stay stuck with comfort. And those comfort things may even be, I have to do it the way I was doing it, whatever that may be. They they have to go to the same school. We have to keep this house. And when we stay stuck in those have-tos, now maybe truly those are some have-tos. I don't know. But when we're so stuck in that thinking, we have no way to, the second thing I want to talk about is communicate with others. And what I'm hearing, Tom, is if we have to keep consistency as we're moving them to mom's house and dad's house, we've got to find a way to communicate and get on the same page. Like, okay, what's agreeable there? And so you can't stay stuck. This is what's so hard. I know we went way back and I heard it again with Amber and Scotty harking back to them uh, about the successful co-parenting, right? (laughs) And I know I was against that. I know. (laughs) And I still say she was a rare breed because what it takes to do successful co-parenting is somebody who's done work on themselves. It's somebody who's understood that there's something more important than than themselves. And I almost always in a divorce see one of the parents that has got way too much ego involved They are there to win, and they are also there to take the other parent down, and that's what destroys the whole process. So you have to watch out for that. So to bring it forward, we talked about uh, last week with Craig Haston from the uh, negotiations of the legal aspect is we've got to look at a win-win solution. And so when you've got somebody who is stuck in those have-tos, as you're saying, ego involved, then we're we're kind of stepping into a win lose situation. And who mm-hmm. who suffers the most? The children. The children. Yeah. So you have to be able to create as much consistency in your own environment as you can. It's just like I tell people: there's people who've come from horrific environments, but they had a teacher that cared about them, watched out, looked right. for, after them, and they took that one relationship and 
expanded expanded it to their world and became great people from it. So they you, yeah. you can create consistency in your home and it can benefit your children greatly. So what do children need consistency in regular time and in the midst of crisis, divorce, that sort of thing, trauma? What else do they need? Other things, well, and, and that's those are huge. The, the biggie, I know this is going to sting, but they need parents. And I know people will listen and say, well, what are you talking that? about? <laughs> they need a parent, not a friend, not a confidant, uh, not somebody that's, you know, their manager that's going to yell at them. They need a parent who's going to step up and shoulder the emotional burden of what's going on and not expose them to all of the tough, rough stuff that's going on in a divorce. They need a parent who's going to give them security stability, routine, and day-to-day life. So that's huge. You know, I heard in the first segment, as we were talking about this, is they don't like to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that you're willing to come on the show and speak the truth because, in fact, you might have heard it, and oftentimes it's not said, and I won't even try to say the verse properly, uh, but uh, it's something like this, is when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And the key is that what we often hear in the secular world is the truth will set you free, but you have to know the truth, right? And so for me, I'm talking about the Bible and the truth within the Bible. But even in this context, as a trusted counselor, Tom, what I'm hearing there is they need a mirror in front of them. They, it, my brother even talked about that, Craig Haston, uh, from the, the legal perspective, is we've got to step into the truth, and that truth will actually not only set us free, but set our children free to move forward in a healthy manner. Well, and we've talked about it before. They need a good model. They need an example as a mom or a dad, as a man or a woman, right. of how to live in life, how to have good character, how to be responsible, how to be honest. And this is an opportunity. I mean, okay, so something brought you here, two of you in a marriage, and the, the as we've talked about, the knot is coming undone. This is an opportunity. Another key message in this show is come to the truth. All right, we broke it. Now, how can we move forward together to help come out of this crisis, this trauma, this divorce in a healthier manner? Exactly. Just like we teach them, right? Make up with your friends. Don't yeah. fight. Say you're we sorry. We teach them, but what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We don't do that. So we need them to be parents. And, and yeah, that may sting, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. The sooner you get to the truth, the sooner you're going to yes. get to health and freedom. So consistency, be parents. What else? And there's one more I I can think of, and that's smooth transitions. I know this is one that could help so many parents because when school's starting back, routines are changing, there's homework, there's clubs to go to, activities, sports, and just dinner and plans. What happens in these? Sorry to cut you off. I've been dying to talk Mm -hmm. about this because as a stepmother myself in the past, I could see these transitions. And how tough it was. I think even as adults, we have a hard time transitioning weekend to work week, you know, things like that. Really quickly, can you help us understand what this transition is and what it does, good and bad for kids? Well, if the transitions are smooth, it creates security and stability with children. If it's not smooth, and let's say a divorce is in place and they have to go visit mom's house or dad's house after school or at the child care center and then dropped off at this time and that time and Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. There are so many different 
things that adults can grasp because of our brains, but the children don't understand where they're going when. And is my stuff that I need this weekend at this house or that house? And it creates a trigger, which is a trauma. It's a trauma that makes them so unsettled with whether or not they can trust. And we want children to be able to trust and count on their life, at least while they're going through this. And that means smoothing out the transitions, having a calendar, telling them when things are happening, walking in through it that morning so that they know where they're going to go after, what's going to happen after that, always looking ahead and giving warnings to what's coming. So communicating, mm, <laughs> which can good. be hard yes. for everyone. As a coach, one of the things I oftentimes work with people to do is to get really clear on who they are and what they want. And, um, That's easier said than done, and that's why you need a guide. But if I'm out there as a parent hearing the show right now, what I'm hearing in here is, okay, let's think about our kids. You're hearing from Tom here that kids need uh, consistency. They need you to be a parent. They need you to be a good role model, and they need smooth transitions. So ask yourself, putting yourself in your children's shoes, what would that look like? And then what would it take? to make that happen. What would what do you think about that, Tom? I think what it would look like is we'd have a predictable consistent lifestyle and what it would take is you shrinking what you're doing in life. I think people are doing too much. So it's doing less and focusing more on the children. And prioritizing when we come, the children. When we come back prioritizing, that's what Tom said. Absolutely. When we come back into the next segment, we're going to be talking about what to do and what not to do and those priorities that we need to put in place for our children in the divorce process, wherever you may be. So folks, you don't want to miss this. Come on back. Tom Stevens is with us today. Here's today's two-minute tip. We're pushing pause on powerful people practices this week for the two-minute tip to talk about something that is equally important. And truth be told, what I'm going to share could also very well be a powerful people practice. Here's the equally important topic I want to talk about. It's something that helps me when I'm trying to make better decisions and take better actions, when I'm faced with a choice and want to make that choice from my best self. And I'm thinking that when it comes to your children, you most definitely want to make decisions from your best self. Here goes. I've heard before to ask yourself this, what do I want most when making a decision? I ask something slightly different, and I think it makes a huge difference. I ask myself this, what do I want more? Do you hear the difference? For me, the word most zaps right into the selfish little kid, speaking of children, (laughs) that is crying out, I want this, and I want this right now, but more. More does something different. It makes me have to stop and evaluate and choose. It makes me think about the person I really want to be, and it makes me think about my priorities. That's the key. It makes me think. It makes me get out of my emotional, childish, and selfish mind, and it makes me think in my logical, more mature mind. And as a result, I can choose the best option aligned with my best self and for the best of all involved with that choice. Now, I'll be honest, I don't always make that best self choice. Sometimes I do revert to that childlike, selfish, I want it now, and I want it my way, self. It happens to all of us. But when we know better, 
we can do better, and even our best. So give it a try. I want to know if this helps you. Reach out to me and let me know. Send me an email at christy at christystratton.com. You can also find me at Christy Stratton at the Divorce Coaching Hour on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton and Instagram at Coach Christy Stratton. And keep listening each week for another two-minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. We're talking children today on the Divorce Coaching Hour, uh, and and we must. We must spend time focusing on children in the divorce process, because if you think about it, um, pretty much everyone is touched by divorce in some way, and uh, the stats go anywhere from 40 to 50%. They even go up from there with uh, second marriages and third marriages. Uh, and so then you've got blended families and so forth. And kids are just kind of, you know, like bumper cars. Uh, and and so as we want to look towards our future in a healthy manner, uh, not only for our family, but for the for our world, uh, we, we want to think about children. And what we're doing today is we're talking about children to Tom Stevens. He is. Um, a therapist who focuses in on children at that safe place for children to go and speaks what the children want to the parents, advocates for the children. And he does a lot of that learning through being a play therapist. And I'd love to even talk more about that. We kind of forget to play. And it doesn't feel like much play in the middle of divorce, not only for the adults going through it, but the children. And what we've been talking about in the first couple of segments is that we don't want to be the typical parent who's stuck in the emotion of this divorce. We want to be the atypical parent. We want to focus on what our children need, what to do and what not to do. And we've, we've, we've now come through establishing what children need. And we want to briefly, we don't want to stay in the negativity for long, <laughs> but we want to just very quickly share with you these are key areas of what not to do, and then we're going to quickly get to what to do. So, Tom, help us understand, now that we understand what children need, what should we not be doing as parents? Yeah, this is pretty important because the last segment we were talking about character and being honest and being trustworthy as parents. I can tell you for a fact from clients doing this 25 years, I've seen them as children and then I've seen them grow up. They will come back to me and say, I knew what was going on. I knew what my dad or my mom was really doing. They will see, and because a lot of parents will say, well, if I do the right thing and I, I act the right way, I'm going to be taken advantage of and I'm going to be looked at as the bad parent. I promise you, children will see consistent behavior over time. And if one parent's being manipulative or being underhanded, the children will grow up and see that. They just don't communicate that while they're younger because they're trapped in kind of this container of divorce. But what they shouldn't do, I mean, I'm going to say this real quick so that Let's I don't sound too way. negative. <laughs> but number one, they shouldn't talk negatively about the other person, about the other parent. That's just not healthy and not helpful for the children. They shouldn't ask for covert information like a spy, go over and find out what they're doing, who they're dating or what they're saying. They shouldn't become friends with their children as a parent. You've got to watch this during a divorce because it's lonely. There are hard times and children love to be little teddy bears that crawl up to you. And they also love as they're adolescents to find out information and use that information in a, <laughs> not a good way. So you got to watch that. They shouldn't begin dating. This is my rule that in 25 years, Christy has never been followed, but I don't take it personally. Six months after the divorce is final is when I think somebody is clear to date someone. I don't mean you can't go on a date. 
six months. It's never happened in 25 years. And they will look at me and some of them will say, that's it. I'm doing it. And then nope. And most of them come into me while they're going through a divorce and they're already dating somebody else. So don't do that. And then the last piece is just don't expect your children to just get on with it and like deal with it. They're not in control of it. You might've made a decision to leave, or you might be an adult that has you know, the ability to move on, but they are not in that place. So maybe it'll take them, take them a while. Well, those are great tips. And while I would want to know, (laughs) Hey, we've got, we were talking about facing the truth, right? And the, the more we can hear that we may not in fact want to hear that. I know you love your kids and you want the best for them. And so we have to kind of get outside of that, that human self that wants the information we want to know about what the other spouse is doing, but I'm just going to say it, friends, don't uh, take the advice of Tom here. Your life will turn out uh, better. Of course, there are nuances with everything, but as you think about this, these are great tips and I won't take up our time because uh, to go back and repeat them. So if you've missed them, folks, these what not to do's go back, you know, rewind, rewind and uh, listen to those. Well, I guess you can't rewind listening to it on Saturday, but once you hear it on podcast, you can. Um, Let's get to the what to do's as parents. Yes. The what to do's, which are really simple. It goes back to the basic, consistent, minimize your life, listen to your children Pay attention to your children. What? Spend time with your huh? children. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of parents in front of me are too busy trying to get what they want or get their point across. And I'm like, your child is struggling here. So pay attention to this. It's really important to know. And sometimes, you know, seen rather than heard, the children are just kind of, they're either, you know, the squeaky wheel or the, they're the ones that are quiet in the corner. Spend time with your children. Start a new routine. Start a new movie night on a Friday night. Start a new game night. Start a uh, a time that y'all sit around and, and go outside and, and run around and play. Do things that are new and consistent. So spend time with them and listen to them for sure. And there's that consistency again. And I'm, I'm, I'm now hearkening back to our series that you shared with us a um, kind of a challenge mm-hmm. of how to Good. listen to people. That. Yeah, I've thought about it the a lot. The 10-minute drill. The 10 minute drill, because I bet you a lot of people, it's, it's hard. It's almost impossible, (laughs) almost impossible that basically you spend 10 minutes playing with your child with, with toys or or Legos. And by the way, you can do this with teenagers. Honestly, you can hang out with them. Just don't have each of y'all on your phones. You can, you know, hang out and just be in a room laying on the bed. I think you said go get Sonic or go out and take a walk or go to a park or all you do is two rules. Number one, you ask zero questions. This kills most parents. (laughs) You can't ask questions during. That's why it's only 10 minutes. But the second thing you must do is talk constantly. You cannot just sit there and stare at them. You can't stay silent. So when children are playing or children are sitting around, what that forces you to do is look at them. See their body language. Listen to their tone of voice. And I'm telling you, if you watch any parent-child interaction, just go out to the mall, the restaurant, or wherever you are today, there, every time you listen to a parent with their child, you will hear a question almost every single time come out of the parent's mouth. Even if a child says, this is neat, they'll, the parent will say, "This is oh, that's neat. Everything they say is in an uptone. On the, if you pay attention to this, uh, record yourself, parents. 
We ask questions of children all the time, and it makes them feel forced to respond. So what you want to do is these three things. Say looks like, seems like, and sounds like. I learned this in graduate school with children. Looks like if you see something, sounds like if you hear them say something, and seems like if you're just noticing something that's happening with them. And fill in the blank after that. Looks like you're frustrated. Seems like you're having a hard time getting that open. Just use the prefaces. It will make you not ask questions because that's the killer. Okay, so... Again, so much here. This 10-minute drill, folks, if you didn't hear it, no questions, talk constantly. Mm-hmm. And you might be going, whoa, how do you do this? And I love it, Tom. I'm I'm um, drawing to a story that I was at a pool and there was a, a little girl who was around me. And I was noticing her. I was a lifeguard way back in the day, right? And I'd seen where her mother was. And she was on the other side of the pool. And here she is, like, tiptoeing. Like, her head's barely above the water, Right. And her mom is very intent on talking to some friends, uh, some other ladies and whatnot. And here's this little girl by herself. So I'm just kind of starting to talk to her. Guess what I, and talking to her, guess what I did? What? I asked her a ton of questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. So I can learn here. And so if I'm thinking about replaying that little story, now I'm a coach Mm -hmm. and we, this is a lot of what uh, we're trained with looks like, seems like sounds like mm-hmm. those sorts of things that we're talking about. Um, but if I were to replay that, instead of asking all the questions, and I had said, looks like you're having a really fun day today. What I did was brought my story into mm-hmm. her story. Uh, but also, I'm thinking, as I'm thinking about the situation, I didn't know how to interact with no. her. I was kind of afraid. And so... Why not just be mm-hmm. the adult and ask the question? Because then I've got the upper hand. Is that mm-hmm. what's happening? Notice child, child, adults are very uncomfortable in being in a child's world. So being in a child's world means feelings. They act and react from a feeling base. Their brains recognize looks like, seems like, sounds like, and you noticing how they feel and what they're doing way more than an adult brain that recognizes interaction and I need, I need a response. So say to the child, you know, it seems like you're really like trying to do that. It looks like you're having a hard time. Man, it, it looks like you're going to run over there now. And then you put this up here, but now you put it over here. You have a relationship with them in a connection like you care. And you have to really care about how they feel and what they're doing and what their life is like. Wow. So, folks, I just encourage you. I'm I'm going to kind of redo that whole little event with the little girl to learn through it kind of experientially. Obviously, I can't go back. But uh, I encourage you folks to try this, to listen. Listening, it's a developed skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this, so if you're stepping into this 10-minute drill, no questions, talking con- constantly, these are the keys Tom shared with us. To, in order to talk constantly, oh, it looks like you're doing this. It seems well, like and think this. about it this way. If you watch, listen to a basketball game on the radio because you can't see it on TV and the radio announcer is watching the game, but they don't say anything, then you don't get a play-by-play. You need a play-by-play and children register from you seeing what they're doing and how they feel much more so than you asking them how they feel. They shouldn't be responding to that. And I can imagine they really feel Heard. Validated. Yep. Yeah, validated and heard. So a play-by-play with your kids. Folks, we're here helping you not be um, the typical person and stuck in uh, the, the trauma of a divorce and then kind of putting yourself first beyond uh, before your kids. And, and so Tom Stevens is here with us, and we've been talking about these critical considerations 
um, that you need to give thought to as you're going through the divorce process, what children need, what to do, what not to do. And we heard a really key, big key is to listen and attend minute drill. When we come back, we're going to get final thoughts with Tom Stevens and talk about anything else that we uh, have missed along the way. Stay tuned. Friends, I'm so glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know, I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts, under the Programs tab on KKHT.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. It's August, and it's that time of the year. It's back to school, and we've been talking about uh, your children, and you, amid divorce and the critical considerations that uh, we want you to be giving thought to uh, throughout the process, well, whether you're uh, considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it. And we've been talking to Tom Stevens again. Uh, so glad to have him back here. Tom is a therapist who works with children and their families. He's also a registered play therapist, and that's a very important uh, part of what he does uh, like I said earlier, would really love to talk more about that. But the, you know, the thing we want to kind of tie this all up with is we've talked about the typical and the atypical parent. We want to come through this as the atypical parent. We want to focus on our children. There's things to do and things not to do. And we heard a great tip about uh, listening. And even on the break, you gave me some insight as to maybe how to even listen better to children and and whatnot. But what we want to do is all of this that you've shared with us so far, how do we apply it to back to school? Spend time with your children. Take, you know, take new routines. It's very difficult to do when back to school comes in. So school becomes a priority. But you have to be able to have consistency in your process. And the difficulty there is that most parents get more frazzled when back to school happens. And if a divorce is going on, You've got different homes involved, who's picking up who, when. It can make children feel really unsettled. And we have to pay attention to what's most important, which is going to school, which is spending time with your children after school, before bed, before they head off to school, of just checking in with them. Like, you know, just looks like you've been kind of running around or it looks like you're kind of down. 
lately, you know, anything you want to tell me about, just check in, see what they're doing, how they're doing, and notice their body language, their tone of voice. Are they speaking positively about going to school? Are they nervous and anxious? How do they feel about getting picked up on Thursday for a visit with one of their parents or going away for the weekend? Because that can be really tough. They're going to different homes back and forth or potentially going to, or if both parents are in the home and the divorce isn't final, it can be really stressful and anxiety provoking. Yeah, really, really stressful. And so to kind of begin to tie it all up, get clear on what that schedule is, hopefully in a win-win situation with your spouse Find that way uh, to provide consistency for the child. And then what I heard you weave in there, I think, was even that listening exercise Mm -hmm. is I'm noticing this. That's really good language. We use it as a a coach when we Mm -hmm. notice what's going on versus asking the question. Um, We heard from you earlier in in the third segment that kind of the question puts the child on the back foot. By the way, also getting, if I can cut this in, getting professional help that's good and quality. If you ever go to a counselor and it doesn't go well, please leave. Just don't stay there. (laughs) You can can go find another one. Like, I'm more than happy to, if somebody says they don't like me, which hopefully doesn't happen much, to help them go somewhere else. And if it's a real good quality counselor, they're not, that's not going to happen. But if you go have a bad experience, find a different one. Ask around. Listen to shows like this and take recommendations because you mentioned it on previous shows, even having a divorce coach, having a mental health coach, that can save so much money and so much time and so much headache later down the road, even though it's an expense now, because you can have a coach, a consultant, a person that's there to support you all the way through it as a parent. Well, it's really about that eyes wide open. And oftentimes we make poor choices because we we don't know. And and I think in the two minute tip I mentioned, uh, when you know better, you do better, right? And so if we don't know, you said something to that point earlier, when we don't know, we don't make the best decisions. It's as simple as that. And so when we can have more experienced people around us. And so I remembered what I wanted to ask you. I'm going to hopefully remember this before I ask you that or after I ask you this, how would people find you? Because you definitely are that credible professional. And so how would they find you? Tom? Easiest way is to go to the website, which is Tom Stevens like United States. So Tom Stevens with a V. Dot us And then also on Facebook and YouTube, we've moved all of my video content, which is great. My, my son is about to graduate college, did all my marketing this summer and moved. Thank you, Nick. Moved all of my videos onto YouTube. So they're free to everybody. And that's all you do is search Tom Stevens Counseling. Okay. Tom Stevens Counseling on Facebook all or on YouTube. YouTube. And that's great. It, will, it has a whole list of parenting, marriage divorce, raising children. It's got videos on so many different topics. And we're all about the resources here. So thank you for investing that time and money and so forth to get that information out there because people need it. Then they can determine if maybe you're a fit and come in. They get a little bit of a taste of who you are and and get a little bit of information. If you live in a different place, and I've had people from different states even contact me because they had a friend that knew me. And I can have them send me profiles of different therapists and I can read it and see if and I think it's credible. And you do that. You've done that for folks I've referred like, your way. It, it's all, we just want to be able to help. And my assistant, Jackie, will be happy to just, you know, find whatever resource you need. So that's what we're there for. Speaking of those resources, we're going to come back to those. But I want to ask a question with regards to mental health, because next week we're going to be talking to an interior designer and about the environment and the space for children. And as a stepmother, when I was a stepmother, one of the things I asked for from 
uh, my now ex-husband was, can we create a space for the kids? Now, these were his kids, but they were coming over and staying in like the guest bedroom. And uh, we didn't have a lot of money, but I got a a few dollars to, you know, get a fun little comforter and a bulletin board or two. Does that make a difference? Absolutely. Great point, Christy, to be able to recreate environments that are comfortable for children to feel safe and feel like it's home. You also want to bring pictures or uh, games or things that are security for the children to bring to the other house. And if they don't have it, get another one that's a duplicate and let them have that over there so that they can have what they need to feel safe and comfortable in each home. I think that's so important. And so my mind went to when we want to be that atypical parent, right, in this situation, we don't want to just void the house of all the spouse. So favorite photos for the kids, Mm -hmm. things that they, you know, you're not going to wipe their memory away. And so very important resources, YouTube, great tip. Thank you for validating Mm -hmm. that. That'll set us up for the, the next show. You have some resources here Yeah, there's for plenty us. of books out there, too, for everybody to know. In fact, I don't know if you knew it when you did the, the show title. There actually is a book called Mom's House, Dad's House. I and I probably got it. We did talk about it before. We did talk about it so, before. And there's also Mom's House, Dad's House for Kids that actually is directed towards them. That covers all the gamut of what you need to do in a divorce. I'm telling you, this is the best resource we've ever used in all of our time. We're going to take photos of these folks, and we're going to put them on our Facebook page um, uh, Tom was so kind to bring a list, I think, that his wife wrote out for yes, us. thank you, Jill. Love thank you, you Jill. <laughs> Haven't met you, Jill, but thank you so much. So Mom's there House, even, Dad's House, and then Mom's House, Dad's House for Kids. There are even coloring books that you can use. This one that's my story, it's Divorce and Remarriage Activity Book. Children can go in and, and color and learn the story of what they're living. And Hello Play. <laughs> Unbelievably uh, important. And I think anytime, and, and even books, uh, Lisa Turkhurst, uh, books that can help you as a person, as a person, get through a divorce and realize that the struggle that it is. Yeah. And the bottom line is, folks, it's a struggle. So in about less than a minute, Tom, <laughs> any final thought? I want parents want to, to know children can grow up happy, healthy and successful, even through a divorce, even through a tough divorce. As long as they know they're validated, that they matter, that their voice is heard, and that you want to spend time with them and be with them. They need to know that in spite of what's going on, because sometimes they take it on as their fault, they're the ones to blame for this divorce, that you care about them and that they matter more to you than anything in the world, even through the struggle. And so I'm there to be able to help parents know what to say, how to act, and how to interpret behavior from children. They're there to actually follow through with that time, communication, and commitment to their children. And it's doable. And I've got to imagine, um, first, I love that word doable, by the way, because these are doable things if we make the choice to do them. But you've got to have people around you to help you do it. You cannot do this on your own. And so we've been focusing a lot on you working with children and their families, but I think we also need to make sure for it to be that cohesive place. I've got to imagine what works best is that you've got one-on-one time with the kids, but you've got one-on-one time with each spouse to help the kids and everybody move through it. Am I right? That is absolutely correct. Yeah. 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 And and when you know the full picture, you can really help hold that space for that mom or dad who's struggling going, I don't know what to do. So, folks, mm-hmm. I hope you're really hearing that uh, our hearts here today, uh, Tom's and mine for you, that y- you can't maybe you think you can do this on your own. I know that. um I think I kind of did for a bit, but I really wish that I had a coach that went along with me. I did get to coaching myself as 
quickly as I could, but you need somebody who walks the path with you. And that's what we do. We do together. Uh, we want to be your thinking partner. And so that's what this show is all about. So Tom, thank you thank for being here. Thank you so here. much. Shout out to Tony, my son. I didn't mention you today. Uh-oh. And thank you so much, Christy, for yeah. having me on. This has been a great, it's been fun. It's awesome. Thank you so much. You always provide us so much wonderful information. And folks, I thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Keep listening, please. Each and every Saturday, you can find us here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word. Again, thank you for listening. I can't wait to be with you each and every week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.